welcome to episode three of Coaches in Cars Getting Coffee. Uh, we are here at back for Arangirud part two, uh, this time with Sven van der Most. I'll give Sven the chance to introduce himself, a little bit of background about his role here at Arangirud, and we'll get stuck into the questions. So welcome Sven. Thank you very much. My name is Sven van der Most and I'm uh, the technical manager youth at uh, Oranje Road, which means I'm uh, responsible for uh, the coaching and training part of all our uh, 11 teams, which are 64 teams except for the top teams. I'm also the coach of the under 18 uh, boys team, which play the highest division in Holland. Excellent. So um, to carry on the theme and trying to keep our episode times to about 15 minutes, I'm going to let Brett get stuck in with question one, which is a tactical question. And we've just had a good discussion off um, off air about it, but it'll be good to get some of this captured for the podcast. Yeah, great. So we're just thinking, obviously, being out in Holland, and um, Holland's are quite uh, use the zone of press quite widely. So just wanted to get your thoughts on the biggest advantages of playing the zone and what you think the next progression in kind of zonal play will be. Well, it's an interesting question because I've, I don't think that uh, zonal uh, pressure is played widely in Holland. It's, uh, we are, as a, as a country, very young in playing, uh, playing the zonal part because till 2016, uh, the only discussion uh, which was in Holland was the Australian standard. Mm-hmm. And the Australian standard was at that time was man-to-man. Mm-hmm. And actually, uh, a lot of people in Holland were convinced that you couldn't win a medal with the zonal pressure mm-hmm. or zonal defense. Uh, and I think that that changed after the Olympics uh, because uh, uh, Belgium Belgium got silver with uh, mm-hmm. with a zonal pressure and Argentina got also a gold medal with uh, a zonal pressure. So the state of mind changed a little bit. So we are very young in playing uh, zonal. Uh, I think the whole, uh, if you see the, the, the youth education in Holland, is it's still uh, pretty much... Um, around man-to-man, mm-hmm. so our youth teams are educated with the man-to-man uh, pressure as well. And in the end, uh, more teams are, are getting to zonal level as well, but it, we are young in that and uh, we are still in uh, improving in that. And I still believe that in Holland, that the, the, the top information which we had um, from, from our top coaches downward to our to educate our uh, youth trainers is not so much as we had them in uh, in previous times so we are really educated with uh, how to play the man-to-man uh, pressure but around zonal uh, that information is not it's not common yet in the in the whole dutch system mm, okay so i'm curious if it uh, if it stays uh, that way because uh, i see it in the top level of the youth i see it and I see it also uh, a lot in the in the in the hoofdklassen with the, with the men's teams where they play a lot of uh, zonal, but also there, once it doesn't work, they still go back to um, uh, to to the man to man. And it's interesting when we uh, were training the other night, uh, they were doing the five on five in the men's training, uh, and the first couple were zonal, uh, and then they went, it's not working. We're going man to man in the yeah, training yeah. session. Uh, yeah. yeah, because there's still not the, the the confidence that we do it. It's not it's not yet in our uh, DNA. Uh, and other teams uh, and other countries uh, put it in their DNA to play uh, mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. And for instance, if you take the, the, the Belgium uh, competition, the Hoofdklasse, the top, uh, yeah. top league in uh, Belgium, where I was last year coach of Leuven, all the teams play zonal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's not a single one who plays man-to-man. Mm-hmm. So that's a huge difference. <coughs> so what would you say the next progression is for Dutch hockey with the zone? Do you think it will come in more or is 
Is there a slight tweak in how you do zone? We had a conversation earlier about actually zone all the way through the pitch, even in half court, even in the D. Well, I think that uh, that the zonal uh, play internationally we always follow. Uh, yeah. So uh, you saw that uh, uh, at a certain time that the Australian hockey was about power, about speed. Mm -hmm. So all the teams went into power and speed. Uh, yeah. Only the German team kept to their. Uh, to their own reality and still play the man-to-man. -man. I think they are still the, the, the best team to play man-to-man uh, -man and other yeah. teams uh, follow in, uh, in the zonal. I think Holland will follow and the top teams will follow, but it will go slowly because it's, it's, it's not in their DNA, it's not how their behavior is programmed. Mm -hmm. So what you see is that uh, in the end when, uh, like for instance on the training where they see, okay, the zonal doesn't work, Mm -hmm. They immediately go back to their normal mm -hmm. uh, behavior and, and what they are, uh, where they are brought to, to in training, uh, what what their possibilities are or their normal behavior, mm -hmm. and they go back to that part uh, to do it in that way. And I still believe that you can still, um, yeah, even on that that uh, level, you can uh, you can get a result with a man to man. Is the future game more of a hybrid than teams that do both? Rather than, yeah, but do them both really well, not have one as a, this is our DNA, this is what we're all about, and when we go to the other one, we're not as good as it, is the future game just saying actually we need to be excellent at both, and not tying yourself to one methodology, is that possible? Uh, I think it's, it's, a, it's, an, uh, it's even nece necessary, mm -hmm. and so you, you can't play one defensive system, it's impossible, and uh, I think the in most interesting part is now how teams deal with the transition from zonal to a certain man-to-man -man play on their own half. And mm -hmm. you see that that's where teams cracking the code and the, 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 the spaces are so small on the, on the top level. Mm -hmm. And the, the game is so intense that it's almost always about a small failure, mm -hmm. individual small failure, somebody who's not really in the right uh, position and the individual quality to, uh, to decide the game. I think the, the, the the hockey game is about defense and it's not about uh, attacking. And uh, that's what you see. Teams who get uh, less goals against will, uh, will become a champion. It's all about the, the goals against, it's not about the goals in front. Yeah. And uh, that's something which we underestimate in Holland, I think. And it's also against uh, what we think of a game. Uh, especially in Holland, we always have an opinion about if, if the game is beautiful or not. Mm -hmm. We, we make hockey a, a jury sport. Mm. Uh, we, we think the game was an eight or the game was a, uh, was a four. It was a bad level. That, that's yeah. what we talk about. We never talk about uh, the, 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 the result. Mm. You can win from an opponent who is weak with 4-0 and everybody says, yeah, that's normal, it's not a good result. Mm -hmm. If you win with 12-0 from a, a weak opponent, everybody will say, yeah, it's a normal outcome. Mm. And I think that's, uh, that's uh, within... Uh, the, the structure of Holland, that's a problem because you need to become first very good defenders uh, to, win, uh, to win games, especially at top level. Mm -hmm. If you can't defend, you will never win a game. So interestingly, we watched the Belgium final yesterday and it was 5-4. Yeah, the, the third, fourth game was 5 to Dragons, 4 to Heracles. I found a neutral, it was brilliant. Yeah. The coach turned around and went, it was a horrible game. Yeah, no, no control. Nine goals. Yeah. 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 Exactly, no control. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then it go can go either way. And if, if you're uh, if you score five and four goals, on one side it's good 
But on the other side, it's it's very bad to uh, to get five goals against yeah. because if you don't make the four, your final in Belgium is over. Yeah. Because they uh, they count the the, the score. So yeah. mm -hmm. even there, the defensive part is so important to uh, to get a to get a good result. Yeah. So they play a two-leg playoff game in in Belgium, and it's the aggregate score, the score of the two games. Yeah. Yeah. Where in Holland, it's the if win or lose. Yeah. So three-game playoff, you win two, you three. Yeah, we have a we have a best of three in Holland and, uh, and, uh, and uh, even in uh, finals also. So. Yeah, mm. series. Yeah. 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 So we had a, a question coming from one of our uh, fledgling listeners to our oh, podcast. Long long time yeah. listener, first time caller. Yeah, he's uh, Jimmy Cornane. He uh, he coaches the England under eighteen boys assistant um, and at Servan, who are a big club in uh, England. He had a question um, after our first visit here. He asked, um, "How young are the youngest players involved, typically in uh, top hockey programs in Holland, both across the so you have to class the squads across the men's and ladies? And to your knowledge, what how many sort of sixteen to eighteen year olds are getting in those programs and getting exposed to training and, and some playing? And just how the one we know is Yorick Crone. How much of a, an outlier is he?" Well, he's a, he's a big uh, big exception actually. Eh? If you yeah. if you watch uh, all the Hofklasse yeah. squads, there are not so many uh, uh, real youngsters. Of course, they are there, but they all need uh, need a little bit more time to get uh, to get involved on that level and to adjust. And I think the there's a huge difference between the women hockey and between the men hockey, eh? especially on the uh, on the top level. Because I, I also believe that the, 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 the physical aspects of, uh, of the, the women hockey are different. So a young girl is more often able to get involved in the top level game as she has the speed mm -hmm. and the skills and the, 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 the tactical ability to follow the game. Because at the 16, 17 years, they, they, yeah, they, they already have the, the, the body maturity yeah, yeah. to join the game. So you see also in Hoofklasse that sometimes you have very young uh, girls who mm -hmm. are attending the game in the men's hockey you see okay you can play pretty okay hockey I have a good team at Oranje Road under 18 yeah but also with my team you see it's very hard to uh, to make that next step mm -hmm. to the top of the hoofdklasse it's, yeah. it's really a high level and so do any of your 18s train in with the Oranje Road team do any of them played now uh, during the winter break we had because we had an uh, in-between competition eh? mm -hmm. we had uh, we, we stopped quite early with the hoofdklasse because of the hockey pro league and the world cup mm -hmm. um, after that uh, we had a small competition here without internationals so a lot of under 18 players got a chance to play with uh, with the, the, the hoofdklasse yeah. team which was very good and after that, we still have a short period of time now, I think in seven to eight weeks, where uh, they had to do the competition again. So there was uh, less space to let those under-18s play and train again with the, with, the, with the main squad, which is a problem, mm -hmm. because if you don't train with them, you can never uh, mm -hmm. go into the level. You, you, it's like driving Formula 3. And yeah. then they say, okay, go sit in a Formula One car. And then they say, okay, yeah, uh, your your driving uh, ability is not fast enough. Mm -hmm. And you, you need to have time to adjust. And especially with uh, with boys, you need to have time to adjust. Mm -hmm. So you think it would be quite rare that they <coughs> they get that exposure? And you would stay in their age groups pretty much all the way through, unless they're a 
an early developer or an outstanding real outlier? Uh, the, the, the question is if the, 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 the clubs are able to develop under 18 players enough to get them in their hoofdklasse squads, yeah. to get them in the top level teams. Mm -hmm. For instance, I think the, 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 under, the under 21 in Holland, mm -hmm. the national team, is a huge, uh, they can make a huge leap from that team to yeah. hoofdklasse. And you see a lot of those players are yeah. playing hoofdklasse uh, because they train with all uh, those really uh, talented uh, young guys. Mm -hmm. Who can make that uh, uh, that step towards uh, that that main uh, squad and that main level? And I think maybe uh, it is important that if we want to create more youngsters at that level, that the the the, the under at 21 squads in Holland are getting bigger. Mm -hmm. They need to, there need to be uh, a next step to get to that uh, level. And for instance, now I think the the the, the training squad there is too small. Mm -hmm. They need to create a second one. Yeah. Anything that would transition more players into the top level of the domestic leagues? I, th I think that would, uh, that would help because mm -hmm. you see uh, now also that you can, uh, you can get youngsters into your squad if there's confidence that you still get the result you want. Yeah. Mm -hmm. If the results are not that good, a lot of coaches drop back and uh, don't give the trust mm -hmm. to the young players. Jorrit uh, uh, Kroon is a very amazing player mm -hmm. and he gets the trust because he also has the level. But he, he, uh, he has the skill ability to, uh, to, to play very well. If you take, uh, for instance, a young talent here, if the result is bad on a Sunday, they will go for more for the okay. experienced players than for a, young, a youngster who didn't mm -hmm. uh, prove himself yet on mm -hmm. that level. Mm -hmm. And that's, I think, one of the, the, the powers of Den Bosch women, is that their uh, cent central players, eh, the, 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 the stronger players, uh, it's so strong that they can always yeah. uh, get youngsters in and to mm -hmm. make them uh, better players. Yeah. But in men's hockey, uh, the, 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 the importance of the result is so big mm -hmm. that there's not uh, very much time to educate your players to get on that level. They actually expect that if you're getting there, you should almost be there. Yeah. And that's a, yeah, that's a really tough road. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And we are nearly out of time, but yeah. we're going to get this last question in. Be interesting to get your thoughts on where you think the game will look like or what it will look like in five years' time at the Paris 2024 Olympic Games. We'll be looking at a vastly different game, something similar to what we see now. Where do you think the next developments will be? First of all, I hope that we are still Olympic then. Yep. So yeah, let's, could, let's, could. let's start with that. <laughs> um, and second of all, I think if they want to involve the, uh, evolve the game and want to make it uh, more attractive and better, then uh, I go, there are only uh, two solutions in my opinion. Or you make the goals bigger. Okay, yeah. more goals. Yeah. 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 Because the pitch you can't make bigger because yeah. uh, the amount of pitches around the world, yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, we have a problem. With that to uh, make them bigger, so make the goals bigger. It's the most easy uh, solution there is to get, to create yep. uh, more goals. Uh, and the second one is, uh, uh, and I think it's already said many many times by other coaches. So I don't want to look like uh, I'm uh, I'm talking after uh, every other one. Rick Charles was already said it uh, many times. We need to go to a game where we play nine v nine because the spaces are so tight uh, that if we want to make this game uh, more attractive. Uh, then we need more goals. That's also why we change the rules every time. Mm. That's also why we, uh, the self-pass is great, but it also had the reason that 
people should not get the amount of time to mm -hmm. re reorganize so that the game would be boring, mm -hmm. then the only next step is that you take out players. Mm -hmm. Because then uh, you have the same uh, pitch, the same space, and it will. Uh, uh, it's the only solution. And we can talk about uh, tactical uh, things as well. Coaches will always uh, trying to uh, try to find solutions or new solutions to to make the game uh, better. I I don't believe that there will be the uh, will be the, the 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 biggest evolution of our game. If we want to make it, uh, if we want to keep it Olympic, it needs to be more clear, less players around the ball, you get more action, more one v ones where the stadium goes ooh ah, mm -hmm. and that's what you need. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the only solution is bigger goals or make it uh, make make uh, adjust the, the numbers. Okay, very interesting. Yeah, really yeah. interesting. Would you go big, bigger goals? Would you go bigger D? Will that change too many pitches? I think a bigger D would make it uh, uh, more dangerous. Yeah. And they they try to. Uh, uh, they had a, a rule where you could score. Uh, I think so they, they tried it on a tournament where you could score from everywhere. Well, that was already uh, horrible. If you uh, try to score from everywhere inside the 25, mm. uh, you will you will smash players. When is it dangerous mm. then? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so I think the the solution to create a bigger D. Uh, no, less players, yeah. more space. Yeah, that that's the only solution. Mm. That interesting. Thro throws up an interesting conversation around participation and stuff like that. So you take two players off the pitch every pitch every game, less people ah. actually playing the sport, less minutes for people playing. But ah, if it makes it a better product, it's ah. the. Well, no, but that, that's what I'm a, a little bit worried about. Eh? But you can, uh, you can, uh, because especially in Holland we have so many players, and if you have a squad of sixteen and you only play with, uh, uh, with nine v nine, it will be, uh, it will be very, uh, hard, eh? mm -hmm. because uh, yeah, you get less uh, playing time. So that's something uh, which. Uh, maybe you should not do on uh, on on every level, mm -hmm. and so uh, so, yeah. But but uh, we have we have to change the game. It's impossible the other way around. Mm -hmm. So if you keep it for all the other teams, eleven versus eleven, I'm not against it. Yeah. But if we want to stay Olympic and if we want to uh, evolve the game, there's only uh, there are only a few solutions. Mm -hmm. Very interesting. Yeah. Okay. So we are pushing our. 15 minute time allowance. I think we need to yeah. call it a day there. Sven, thank you for your time. Yeah. Thanks, Sven. Really interesting. Um, and on to the next episode. Absolutely.